This is a Dragon Blazer production. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Oh, God. Oh. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Coming Soon to a podcast near you. I'm your host, Stevie Blaze, and this is my co-host, Crying Xavier. Xavier, tell us why you're crying. This movie, this movie is the reason. We just okay. watched okay. Titanic. <laughs> and it's a tearjerker. But I feel like, for me, where my tears came from is knowing that these scenes we're watching are likely similar to what the actual people on the Titanic actually dealt with. And that was rough. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you're watching. Oh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Let's let's get right into it. We watched Titanic for Oops. our best picture winners. Yeah, apparently won an Oscar, and for good reason. This is a really good movie. It's also a long one. I knew, I knew from the beginning it it was gonna, I was gonna need a lot of notes. So I just wrote like super tiny. You you can't see it. I don't know why I flashed it from the screen. Yeah, it was a it was a long movie. Three hours, fourteen minutes, I believe it was. Um, so a couple things that I did look up. So those underwater scenes that where they show the Titanic underwater um, with the robot named Snoop Dogg. I love that Snoop Dogg is immortalized in the Titanic movie as a robot. Um, but some of those scenes were actual footage of the Titanic underwater. You're seeing real footage of the Titanic. From what I read is that the inside footage inside the Titanic, like when they go kind of inside and they see the safe and everything, all that was production that they made. But a lot of the out, outer pictures or videos of the Titanic is real footage of the Titanic. So this movie shows you the real Titanic under the water We'll see what it was this 97, so almost like 90 years ago, 80, 90, something like that. Yeah, uh, I think I mentioned like 80, I think I mentioned 83 years. That's right, because it was 1912, I think, the Titanic sank. Um, yeah, but uh. And let's see, we get we got some dudes are searching for the heart of the ocean diamond and finds a picture of a nude chick wearing it, uh, uh, wearing it. An old woman claims she is the woman in the picture. Gotta imagine, gotta imagine being that person like, hey, um, this is me taking in some erotic picture. And and we get into that later. Like she, she oh. describes, she describes that experience. The, <laughs> The best part of it is she's like, granddaughter, come with me. Look, that's me naked when I was 17. <laughs> she wasn't 17. Yeah, she was 17. And this was... She... Oh, she was 17. Holy crap. Never yeah, they mind. mentioned that she, seven, she was 17 years old. And they said that if she was still alive, she'd be a 101-year-old woman. Um, so Rose... Uh, the woman's 101 name is Rose. next month or so. Yeah. The woman uh, is named Rose and she tells her story of how she was drawn naked as a minor. Um, uh, Jack manages to win tickets to the Titanic and poker. Worst or as I like to ever. Or as we like to call him Frank Abagnale. Yes. What? Have you ever watched Catch Me If You Can? Uh, it's been a while, but I'm guessing that was Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Catch Me If I Can. Yep, Frank Abbott nail. Fair enough. I didn't quite understand your joke. Now I see. Um, I, I had a question though. 
How are we seeing Jack's story before Rose met him? There's a couple, quite a few scenes that have nothing to do with Jack or, or, or Rose is the one telling the story. So how are we getting Jack's perspective? Well, that's kind of the dilemma of like narratives. Like yeah. when it when the narrative is being told within a narrative, there's you're still you still need to hear about like the um, extras within the narrative, even when one narrative can't really understand like the another part of the narrative. If that makes sense, it probably right. doesn't. <laughs> I'm gonna look stuff up though, but there is. Um... Uh, from what I've read, a lot of the people they show with the Titanic crashing and everything were real people aboard the ship. Jack and Rose, however, are created for the movie. Their story's not real. It's just they decided to make a love story on the Titanic. But a lot of the many characters in the movie were real. Just not the ones that had to do with Jack and Rose, I believe. Um, Rose tries to kill herself and Jack stops her. And uh, Jack gets in some trouble because how dare a poor person save a young rich girl? So, I mean, I mean, this is a bit of a big one because this is a bit of a problem because like they they run to the scene they hear a girl screaming help and when they see her some guy is on top of her so i'm sure anybody would immediately um assume that the that um he was trying to assault her like against her will but um but then again like the fact that you don't even question him is kind of a kind of a it's a it's a jerk move honestly because because that kind of crap happens all the time like people people get a misunderstanding and then they instantly like cuff a guy yeah which i guess it's like the 1910s or 1920s at this point so they're probably a, a lot less lenient on supposed sexual harassment um the picture scene is pretty touching um where he's showing her the pictures of uh, his drawings, showing how good he is. Yeah, that that definitely touched me since I myself am a certified artist. I have no, no, you can't see it. Yeah, there we, there we go. There we go. Kind of, uh, uh, you, it's very difficult to see in this lighting. I, I have a very bad phone thing. Right. Yeah, I, um, I'm an, I'm an artist. Kind of. Uh, this movie reminds me that rich people annoy me and DiCaprio is charming as hell. Also, <laughs> I love me some Kathy Bates. Who is also... Kathy Bates was the new money girl. Do you remember her? She, um, she's got I, a decent... No. She's the woman that's with the... Uh, with Rose's mom at the end with the, uh, the uh. boat. And she's she's the one who uh gave Frank Abagnale the uh the suit, right? Yes. Um, she was nice. Yeah, I like. I said I love me some Kathy Bates. Um, I'm watching the poor party on the Titanic, and am I proud to be a poor bastard? But then I remembered <laughs> I don't really party much, so you know. <laughs> 
But poor party yeah, like it seems happens, a lot though. funnier. Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, they definitely know how to how to live for the most part. When you're when you're rich, you get all fancy and serious. Like, hey, this third class don't know hey, how to live. Good chap. Smoke a cigar. Play some cards. Which don't get me wrong, I do love playing cards, but you just were snooty about it. Um, I mean, they, the the poor people play cards as well, but. They they also t- tend to gamble, which I'm not a gambler, but I understand that it has thrill in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, also also because I'm me, I tend whenever whenever there's some sexist or racist remark in there, I tend to write it down. I let's see, I've got women and machinery don't mix, which they don't. When a woman has sex with a machine, it doesn't well, tend cut to that, happen. Cut. Cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> Don't cut that. Um, um, let's see. Here comes that vulgar brown woman, which she wasn't brown. She, she wasn't brown at all. Her hair was brown. But she was... I don't, I don't think I even saw any um any uh, African-American... There, there's some Africans, there, I think. There were some... Uh, there were some foreigners uh, in the, the bottom of the ship. Um, they showed a few of them, uh, like the little kid that was, they, they were pre- people of color, but, uh, they weren't, I don't think there was any, Af- uh, black people, um, but there were like, oh yeah, yeah, um, oh yeah, the, and there's at the end, they say like, women and children only, no men, and, and then just like, and of course, a bunch of men die because that's that's right. kind of what's going to happen. <laughs> well, that is a normal thing. Women and children first. You save them first. Um, Rose's fiance shows he's a right douche uh, when he uh, in the scene where he is uh, is smacking Rose and yelling at oh, her yeah, that... for, for being with oh, Jack. My yeah, there's that that guy's that guy's like a complete basket case yeah um let, let's see that he seemed like a stand-up guy at first like he he was actually like he he seemed he like escalated throughout the entire movie at first he just seemed like kind of standoffish then he got little then of course with frank he got really rude yes i'm gonna call him frank because i want to um he got a little yeah. rude with frank then then he goes from like somewhat rude to um, verbally abusive, to physically abusive, to downright genocidal as the movie goes on. Yeah, no. Uh, then we get the scene where Rose's family, she finds, we find out that Rose's family have lost their money and his, uh, she's marrying her fiance for the money. Um, which clearly she doesn't want to do because she tries to kill herself. I feel like if she was truthful about, I feel pressured, I feel like I have no way out, and told her mom that, maybe her mom might understand that she is really not wanting to get married. I don't think you know how this kind of crap works. Well, fair enough. Okay, I mean, okay, I don't want to bring you down here, Dad, but you're out of your mind. (laughs) Okay, well, so. Um, so after 
she tries to stay away from Jack. She tries to push him away. She stops trying to push him away pretty quick and makes out with him after flying. Flying on the ship. Oh man, I, I was I was wondering where that meme came from. That, that that's that's a huge meme, like you know, um like with her standing on top of the ship and then and I see like, oh, she's flying and it did, it was a little hard to enjoy that scene because like she she from the future was saying, Ed, this is this is one of the last few moments until the big disaster happens. Yeah. It's a pretty iconic scene from the movie. Um yeah. and then I mean, we I, get to I can see I can see that you have like <laughs> you have it placed on the uh on the screen. Yeah. Pretty She's cute. flying. She is flying. And, and he is really, really tall. I then guess. we get another iconic sh- scene where uh, he, uh, she tells him that she wants him to draw her like one of his French girls. And she gets butt-ass naked. <laughs> no, she's not completely naked. She has, she has oh, the necklace. Na- oh, I'm sorry. She has the necklace. My apologies. My apologies. Uh and I wanted to point out he's drawn with charcoal, which I love to draw with charcoal. <laughs> drawing with charcoal is the best. Should try um messy, pencil, but, but with like like one of those, I don't know. They they're like one of these twisty tubes. I don't know what they're made of or what they're called. I I have a thing back there, but like you kind of rub it against the pencil, um, the pencil marking, and it does good for shading. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. be right back. I got. I'll be right back. You keep talking. I'm taking off the headphones. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, it's called a tortillon. It looks like a little twirl of toilet paper. I remember where my. It's hard to see. Okay, can it focus? Can it focus? No, it cannot focus. And I'm sorry for those of you who are listening and not watching. I know this is a podcast, um, but it's a tortillon. Tortillons are really good for shading. But, it's all, but there's also charcoal. I don't use charcoal a whole lot. And my cat barked on my set. Why do you keep doing that, Thomas? I use charcoal a lot in, uh, when I was in art class for in college. So I really enjoyed it. Um, next thing I have is what a dick putting the jewel in Jack's pocket. Yes, he's being a dick with the whole thing. Yeah. So the guy who locks Jack up and leaves him as the ship is sinking, pretty super messed up. Such a jerk. He's pretty loyal for to a guy who's essentially like a homicidal maniac or genocidal maniac. I don't know the definition of marriage. Um, Everybody but, deserves uh, friends, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then Rose spitting on her fiance was real fun. Oh, yeah. It, it was very poetic because we, we get this whole moment of um of a poor guy trying to teach a rich girl the poor per- the way of the poor person and this rich girl go- <laughs> rich girl does one of those things that definitely helps her it's like ugh <laughs> um, so yeah rose leaves so sexist 
Rose refuses to get on the boat with her mom and her fiance, which I actually don't remember her fiance's name. So, oops. He was just that much of a douche. Um, and she goes searching for Jack. She finds Jack and then goes looking for an axe. And Rose is super lucky that her blind axe swing, because she closes her eyes as she swings that axe at, uh, at Jack. She, but super lucky she didn't chop off his hand. He might have died much quicker. Um, yeah, this is his old death scene, Yeah. Um, then we get to see the they're just literally locking the poor people in the lower decks and refusing to let them to come up to the top. That's pretty. That's it's rough. Like, it's early 1900s classism. It's. I mean, it's messed, is it, it is messed up. Is it, it better it now? <laughs> Not really, but I like to believe that if if there's a ship crash, that they wouldn't choose the upper class over the lower class in, a, in this to this extent um apparently rose's fiance is more concerned with being a dick than surviving because instead of getting on a boat he runs off to find rose and jack yeah, but, kudos, but kudos to his assistant though for letting him know hey your hey the your fiance and and that uh poor person is over there want to want to sacrifice your life to make their lives a living hell <laughs> the next thing i put is actually in a way maybe dick fiance does care about rose because they both lie to her to try to get her on the boat so maybe he cares a little bit and then uh, then the next thing I have is, never mind, he's a full douche nozzle. Mind you, a dumb douche. Because <laughs> he just starts shooting at them. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, they randomly showed Jack trying to save a kid. And that kid pretty much dies anyways due to dumb parents. Because there's no way that kid survived that uh, getting slammed by that uh, wave. Um, during the panic, the guy shoots some people, which I have to say, their death is probably a better alternative than what awaits them. Dying of drowning or hypothermia don't sound too great. So maybe being shot and killed and dying before you get to that point would be better. At least it's a quick death. Um, next thing I have is I appreciate the guy who says, we are dressed in our best and prefer to go down as gentlemen. But I would love a brandy. <laughs> These dudes just want to be dressed in their, their full-on tuxedos and Drinking alcohol yeah, as they go down. I, I appreciated that. Yeah, they, kudos to them. They're, like, they're, they're very accepting of the whole, okay, so we're, okay, so women and children first. So we're probably just going to die here because there's no way we can, there's no way we can fit anybody, let alone, no, there's no way they can fit any of us into there after women and children. 
So, you know what? Why why don't we just accept our death? Like, take this down as gentlemen. The, vi- the violinists are were awesome. Like, it was a privilege to be with, to um perform with you guys. It's, those those guys those guys are. <laughs> I, I, lo- I loved like the, the passion they were they were um they knew like okay this is like the last moments of my life oh I just want to do it with the only thing I have I have right now and it's my violin. Uh, from what I've looked up, that's actually a real story. That those uh the, the that jazz band violinist whatever did actually play until they the they went under. Oh. So that was actually one of the true. Um, stories from the movie. Um, next thing I have is kind of what so, something I said at the beginning of the podcast: sinking the destruction of the ship was heartbreaking, especially knowing that it really happened. Um, to my understanding, the way the ship goes down and how it broke into and did all that, and then went straight under. All that is exactly like the. They, they even did the video that kind of showed how it went down. From my understanding, that's accurate depiction of how the Titanic went down. Um, yeah, it, it, it was it was brutal depicted in this movie. It was probably either more brutal or just as brutal um, in real life. But like, oh my goodness, the mast falling into the water on top of those people and the front of the ship, especially the front of the ship falling on those people. There's no way those people did not die on impact. Oh, no, there's a lot of death. I mean, it was, and they were pretty brutal with the deaths, too, considering this is like a a love story. (laughs) Like, it's a pretty brutal uh, um, deaths from people, people just like falling down and just whacking into like the rotors before they die or before they land on the water um looks like really long drops into the water um yeah they uh, and a, a lot of that probably truly did happen it's just so messed up um the, a lot of this parts actually when they, they there's about an hour and a half of the ship starting to sink once the ship starts sink there's about an hour and a half of the movie still left um and a, they kind of skip or there's a lot of parts where they don't really show rose and jack's story because they just start showing the destruction and the things happening um uh, i liked the two the old couple that were lying in bed just waiting for death um, heartbreaking watching the mothers just telling their kids, you know, uh, it's all going to be over soon. Like, I was, I'll admit, I was in full tears <laughs> during a lot of this. Um, and, uh, and I've seen the movie. It's, it, I was probably a lot younger, and I don't think I appreciated the movie like I, I think I do today um, when I was younger because it was like everywhere I hated that stupid Celine Dion song and it was just like it was rough there was just it was everywhere everybody loved it and I'm just like I'm a teenager <laughs> 97 I would have been about 16 maybe 15 so I didn't really get the uh, hype the appreciation and all that my last note is 
everyone complains that there was enough room for Jack on the plank. But if you're watching the scene, they clearly show that Jack does try to get on the plank. And when he does, it flips over. And that's when he decides to just lie on the outside of the plank and lets Rose stay on it. Um, so, And it was clearly his decision to um, let her stay on and him stay off. Um, so, Which, of course, caused him to, like, freeze to death. Cause... Right, yeah. Um, which I knew happened. It was it was sad. I, I did not. I did not. I I did not expect him to die. I I know he didn't really show up like later on. I I thought I thought um the girl had grandchildren with him. And I, oh. and that that's what I was expecting to happen. And then, you know this. And the movie happened, and then it was heartbreaking. This is this this story is essentially. Uh, well, it's not exactly like Romeo and Juliet on a ship on a boat, but. It's uh, mainly because Jack is just poor and he, his parents aren't even shown in the movie at all. But Rose, you know, Rose's parents and Rose's fiance all look not, not a fan of their love. Which, I mean, if she's your fiance, I, I guess I understand. He just, but it was clear that she didn't love him. And that well, only that. He was, he was abusive. And so. he was a douche. Yeah, they really showed that he was a douche. Um, so that was the synopsis of this movie. Um, what do you think of the movie? Um, well, I say this a lot. I, I do think it was really good. It, it was, <laughs> it was heartbreaking. It, I know I'm, I know I'm giggling a whole lot, but I feel like I, I kind of do that on impulse a lot with these videos because to show some personality in a way, some presentation of, hey, I have personality. I'm not. I'm trying not to be professional here, but oh my god, I'm glad. I, I'm glad we didn't. A part of me is glad that we didn't just watch the movie prior to doing the podcast, because I'd probably be handling this whole thing a lot, a lot differently. This this movie. I mean, we we watched this last night. This movie was tough. It was tough to watch. It, more at the end, though, like because I was not expecting Frank Abagnale to die. I'm sorry. Was, yeah. I, the fact of the matter is, yes, a lot of this could have been avoided if if people weren't so sexist about the whole like women and children first role, because yes, I know that's a, that's a valiant thing, but that kind of led to a riot for one thing. And for another thing, it separated children from their fathers. How did children kind of need their parents? Well, and if you separate them from their, their parents, you're, you're, it's bad. It's it's terrible. I mean, and, what and call you... me like, uh, and call and call me like a, whatever you. Know, but, but I, I I don't know. What 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 are you gonna say? I'm sorry. I was just gonna say. I mean, there wasn't enough ships for everybody. So I mean, there wasn't a lot of options and a lot of choices. I I get what you're saying, but a lot of men would prefer their wives and children to survive and 
Now, not all of them. Obviously, some were not a fan of that role, but, you know, it is a very, um, not chauvinistic, but it's a very chivalry type thing where you want to save the women and children first. I, I don't, that stuff doesn't, you know, it's, it is what it is. There is a lot of people that did not survive the Titanic because like they said, the ship was believed to be unsinkable. So uh, they didn't have enough lifeboats for everybody on board. Um, just unfortunate. All right. All right. I think now is a good time for a commercial break, and then we'll finish the recap of the movie. What? Something. My lips will look weird. Okay. Yeah. You just just do the the recording. I'm sorry. I will not be bothered by my lips before we stop recording. (laughs) I'm I'm bothered. It it bothers me. It bothers me a lot. I, I, I feel more like a female than I already do. Go hug your mother. After a record or after a commercial. So I have. What do you think? Oh, I I thought it was really good. It was a lot better than I thought. Um, like I said, it was the scenes, and we didn't talk about every one, but. The scenes showing the ship going under were just, I mean, it was a lot of action and everything. A lot more than most love stories, so, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, tell, tell me about your aerophobia and how you would have reacted hanging from the, the edge of a ship that's going, like, I don't know how, how long the Titanic is, but I'm imagining it's long enough for you to be scared crapless if you were hanging off of it while it's hanging vertically. Oh, I would have cried. I would have not done well there. So I'm going to read. I'm going to read a few things from the IMDb. So the the elderly couple that I mentioned earlier, where they were hugging on their beds while water floods in their room, apparently those were the owners of Macy's department stores in New York. Uh, Rosalie Ida Strauss and Isidore Strauss both of whom died on the Titanic. Ida was offered a seat on a lifeboat, but refused so that she could stay with her husband, saying, as we have lived together, so we shall die together. There was a scene filmed that depicted this moment, but was cut from the final version. It was Mrs. Strauss who originally said, where you go, I go, that inspired Rose's same line in the film. That's a good touch. (laughs) After finding out that she had to be naked in front of Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet decided to break the ice, and when they first met, she flashed him. That's a true story? Uh, Apparently. Okay. Well, the more you know. Uh, Let's see. The scene set in 1912 an example, the whole movie except the present day scenes and the opening and ending credits have a total length of two hours and 40 minutes, the exact time it took for Titanic to sink. Also, the collision with the iceberg reportedly lasted 37 seconds, which is how long the collision scene is in the movie. 
Um, Some really good touches. Oh, I'm really curious of, as to why um people in real life were, were were recording how how many seconds it took for the iceberg. To, I, I understand like how long it took for the Titanic to sink under, but how long it took for the for the whole um crash scene to happen? Uh, thirty-seven seconds apparently. I'm not. I'm not. I'm confused as to why they thought thought it was relevant to like to like, how the people in real life were when like the collision with the iceberg happened. Because for a lot of people, it was 37 seconds. It was just a bump, and they didn't know what was going on. Um, many of the core extras used for the movie took on characteristics of actual survivors. One scene where two little girls are loaded onto a lifeboat and the man says, it's only for a little while, is based on a testimony from one of the girls who survived. The man also says in the scene, hold mommy's hand and be a good little girl. According to survivor Eva Hart, those, these were the last words her father said to her before the lifeboat that she was on lowered. So, um, this, is the kind of, uh, this is the kind of stuff that kind of scares you away from boats. Right. Um, Let's see. Uh, James Cameron instructed the actors playing the officers to keep order amongst the extras in the stinking scene. Johnny Phillips ad-libbed the moment when he whips around with the gun and shouts, keep back or I'll shoot you all like dogs. After the take, Cameron ran up to him and told him it was great and he'd do it again. Phillips asked, what did I say? Having been too caught up in the moment to realize what he was doing. Wow. Uh, it looks like that's most of them. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, I'm a, I'm very interested with history, so the historic parts of this movie really kind of, you know, was interesting to me. So I did enjoy all of that. Um, but yeah, it was. Like I said, it was a better movie than I uh, expected. Um, the love story was all right. And I think a lot of that has to do with the acting of Kate Winslet and um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought they were really, really good. Um, Billy Zane was good as the douchebag fiance. Um, a lot of good. Yeah, he, you know, you know a, an actor is good as an antagonist if, if they... Um, if if as an antagonist your job is to make people hate you, he did it excellently. He oh my did goodness! An excellent job, indeed. Um, oh yes, oh, I, one of the I, things I, that huh? one of the things that was really rough was when the the lifeboat the one lifeboat goes back to um, look for survivors, um, and they see this woman like holding on to her baby. And they're just frozen. Oh my goodness. 
oh man, that 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 was hard to watch right there. That the and the the baby. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. And you I'm know, su- I'm surprised this movie was PG-13. There, there was nudity. There was <laughs> so much brutality. I don't know how this got a PG-13 rating. Um, because you're right, it had nudity and quite a bit of nudity. Like, so some PG-13 movies are allowed to have like one small scene, but she was naked for pretty good part of the movie. Not a good part, but you know, they showed her picture a few times. They showed her naked most of the time he's drawing her like yeah and i guess this this is is essentially sending the message that hey as long as a parent is with you a 13 year old can watch this naked lady yeah which actually with with parents kind of makes it worse yeah it would be weird um but uh, you also got to realize most of the deaths they show, they don't show it in like gruesome fashion. Like some of those people probably were chopped up and like, you know, many different things could have happened to them. They show them fall and everything and hit things, but they don't really show it brutal. Like it's brutal because you know what happened to them, but it's not like graphic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, I think, how they get away with it. Um, there was little to no cussing. Um, I don't recall a lot of cussing in the movie. Um, were, it was abundant, at least in comparison to the other movies we've been watching. But uh, then again, I, th- I think we've been choosing a lot of really clean movies. Yeah. Um, the, and the all of the dead bodies in the water were all frozen, so they weren't very graphic. They were just, you know, blue. <laughs> the baby, though, oh my goodness, the, that was rough. So so lifeless. Yeah, and you know that baby probably died quick. I mean, there's no way that baby was able to survive in the cold water for too long. And so that mother was probably just clutching the baby well after death before she finally went away, uh, passed. Um, sorry to make that scene even worse when you think about it. But <laughs> so many kids. Yeah, that, there's a lot of kids on the Titanic that didn't make it. Yeah, there's a, there's still still a lot of desperation. That that one guy I, I still remember like, and of course Frank Abagnale like. Um, pull, pulled him away from from Rose, but uh, the guy the guy was like using her her as a life force, like so. Oh so yeah, that was kind of rough. Like it's like so so much for uh this whole message of hey hey let's protect the women, and this one guy's like life boat. It's like does a whole Patrick on SpongeBob <laughs> violence right there. Well, when people are dying, people are irrational. I mean, it's just... Right. You don't think... You're not always thinking intelligently. Yeah. But... A lot of real deaths. I mean, a yeah, lot yeah. of true deaths. <laughs> yeah, shoot. Forget forget I said that, though. Like, um, Yeah, he, he definitely wasn't thinking, or thinking rationally. He didn't want to die, but he... But oh my goodness, I'm not I'm not sure how he thought dunking a dunking like a petite young girl 
under the water would have helped him much. The, like, he, he might have floated, but he still would have frozen to death. And, My, he, and he's killing someone. He wasn't thinking. He was freaking out. Right. As I'm sure many people would have. So, um, let's get uh, your rating. What is your rating okay. for this movie? Okay, yeah. Let's let's change the subject. That that was that was brutal. Um, I give this a seven point five. Seven point five. What about you? Um, I actually, I think this is a good movie. I think it deserves the best picture. I, I actually do think that it probably was, like I can't, I I don't know what the, you know, movies that it compares to, um, but. Uh, I am going to go with uh, 8.5. Hmm. 8.5. Dead Jacks. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, it was very emotional. It definitely captured the whole thing with the Titanic. I, th- I think it was definitely within the mid within the mid-range between the average and the really good. So, All right, so what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes rating is for critics? Um, 78, and for critics... That was I'd for audience? Like 90. Yeah, audience 78, critics like 85. So for critics, I'm going to go with 96. And for audience, I think it's going to be 93. All right. Let's, let's see your... Let's see. Oh, wow. You're closer. 87% for uh, critics. But audience score, 69%. Wow. What a weird number. So that kind of took me by surprise. Huh. Real quick, I am going to read one of the rotten. James Cameron's Titanic looks grand, but proceeds rather absurdly as it tells a tear-jerking but preposterous story of a love affair, viciously fought by the most dastardly villains since the demise, demise of gaslight melodrama. That is from Malcolm Johnson from Hartford Courant. <laughs> Elvis Mitchell from Fort Worth Star Telegram says, at least we know there won't be a sequel. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Would you... Do you want to do yours first or do you want me to do mine? I still haven't come up with one, so you first. All right, then. Okay, so imagine yourself, without getting horny or anything, drawing a picture of Rose while she's doing her little seductive naked nipple pose, and um, and you having finished it with all your charcoal-based shenaniganry, and um... And you've finally finished, but you tell her, I'm not satisfied. I have, I have to make one more touch to it. You finish the drawing, give it your last finishing, finishing touch. And she looks at it and it's like, it's perfect. 
I want you to tell me what what thing you added on to the picture. Think of it like Deadpool vandalizing a Spider-Man comic. A penis. A, a penis. <laughs> it feels like it feels like the easy one, but also the. I, I wasn't expecting. I, that. I, I, don't I know what feel I like it's the it's an easy one, but it's the only option, really. <laughs> that girl's got I a dick. Know, I, I that girl's got a dick now. I, Oh, I'd have I'd have chosen an afro or a mustache. But that, that's just me though. That's sweet. Penis. Okay. <laughs> just just imagine these guys taking their little Snoop Dogg robot down, finding this picture, <laughs> and it's this woman, beautiful woman. But she has a penis. <laughs> Do you, do you know who's in the picture? That's me. <laughs> yes, that woman is me. That woman hey, is hey me. daughter, come look at this. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, you're transgendered? No, no, he's just a dick. So he drew a dick. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say here, man. I, I'll give you a five because there's no creativity, man. But you're but you're not wrong. I can't I can't disacknowledge the fact that you're not wrong. But what if I say it's a cartoonishly large penis? Then you'd probably get a six or seven. But you didn't say that, did you? Oh, you're right. <laughs> I didn't. You just said a penis. It could be a small. It could be a large one. There, there's many there's many types of penises that I haven't seen. I also I didn't say to. where it was going to be drawn. Well, I know that you said just just a penis anywhere. It could it could be replacing a nipple, and that's probably where and that's probably where my mind immediately went to. <laughs> Actually, her fiance probably did take that picture and draw a penis on her. It's like real quick on her forehead, it's on her forehead, like this son of a no, bitch. Drew my woman naked. Penis. <laughs> On the no, forehead. Two she's balls, of course. Two balls. <laughs> That's right. Two balls and a penis for this unicorn woman. That will show him drawing this very good picture of my woman naked. And unicorns are supposed to be magical as well, so that makes us ten times better. I just don't know if I want to see the sparks fly out of that thing when it uses its magic. Have you thought of a cinematry yet? <laughs> I feel Have like you thought we of a can... tree? I don't. I don't really feel like we can go any further than this. You got to think of something, man. I, I thought of this before we even did the podcast. We, Do I? You got it, man. Do I? I, I want to, at some point at the end of the year, like tally up our scores of Cinemantra, like our opinionated scores, and see which one is bigger. It's obviously going to be yours because I'm the only one grading yours. So, whoa, if you were playing in that band, hmm. what instrument and what song would you play as the ship is sinking 
Um, well, I could keep on with the uh, random One Piece rants and say Binks is brew, but no. Um, that is. Well, that, that's the fun part. You don't know what anything about One Piece is, so I constantly bring it up. That's that's kind of the point. But um, I think, I don't know, I'd probably take a uh, take an accordion and start playing some random Weird Al songs. Now, what Weird Al song would I play in, in, um, in specific? Um... Probably like a surgeon. Just on this dying ship. It's like... <laughs> no, I have, nurse. I have the perfect Weird Al song to play on Titanic. I eat filet mignon seven times a day when bathtubs filled with Perrier. <laughs> what can I say? This is the life. And just play that with an accordion with all happy-go-lucky. Hopefully yeah. that'll cheer people up. Maybe it'll piss them off even more. <laughs> oh, Probably yeah, the latter. A song making fun of rich people to a bunch of rich people because all the poor people are still stuck <laughs> in the lower decks of the Titanic. So oh, all yeah, the rich people are the that. ones at the top playing This Is The Life. I would which definitely is, do that. Which is and one I, of my I'd favorite Weird Al songs. Yes. If I'm going to die anyway, I might as well do it smugly to those surviving rich biatches. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you give me here? What do you give me for my for my amazing accordion solo? I'm trying well, to make my, so my hands are... Can I, can I zoom away? No, there's something in the way. Okay. Yeah, that rhymes. Well, I will say that... Um... As a firm love of Weird Al, that's got to be a 10. I'll give you a 10. I, I should give you a 9, though, because you didn't think of the better song. Like a Surgeon doesn't fit yeah. in this situation at all. But This Is The Life is perfect. To, I was trying to think of a song that fit, but I couldn't think of one at the top of my head. Another Especially good one. one that would go well with the accordion, and An and let this is the life definitely would go with with the accordion. Another another good one would be uh, everything you know is wrong. <laughs> Black is white, up is down, and short is long. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, a bunch of rich kinda, people um, songs. I'm trying to think. I mean, I appreciate the the wackiness of playing Weird Al. Um, in 1912, when Weird Al wasn't ever a thing, <laughs> I don't even think his dad was alive then. Maybe his dad was maybe alive, but uh, this guy, this guy who was named Yankovic, who did a uh, his out of the last name Yankovic, who apparently wasn't related to Weird Al, Frank um, Yankovic. He did, yeah, Frank Yankovic, a guy who did polkas. Um, yeah. Was I, I think around at that time? I don't know if he had a career. At that I'm trying to remember. He sings. Uh, um, I think he sings the two fat polka actually. Hmm. The I don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. She's too fat for me. She's too fat for me. It's kind of a shitty song to be honest with you, but uh, I do know a few polkas. Uh, part of our heritage. The polka. 
So, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think what I would play. Not that damn D- Celine Dion song. Definitely not that. I don't know what I would play, especially in 1912. I don't know music before 1912, you know? Uh, but if I would do a modern take, if the Titanic was in today's world, um, I don't know. Maybe some uh, uh, drop Dropkick Murphys shipping out to Boston. I don't know. That's a tough one. But uh, I think we have uh, said all we should say about the Titanic. Uh, is there any anywhere that the people listening at home can uh, can find you? Um, I've got well, I've got an Instagram and a YouTube. Um, I I do One Piece content, but I'm gonna be posting that on a separate channel because I I feel like a bit of a hypocrite for for telling you if if you want to do like gaming videos, don't put it on your podcast channel, and then I can do a podcast on my uh, drawing channel, and then I'm like, okay, wait a minute, this is a bad idea. <laughs> So um, I'm gonna be doing like drawing, drawing stuff on my Cryocanardis account. I forgot the name of my other YouTube, <laughs> um, but both of them are not well off. Um, I have 11 subscribers. Maybe that number will go up, but um, but I also ha- I also have an Instagram of the same account. I also have. No, I don't have a Twitter. I thought I had a Twitter because I installed Twitter and I used it once or twice, but I don't use Twitter. I might at some point. I also have a Facebook, which I think I have a page for my art, but I don't really know how any of that works. But anyway, yeah, I have an Instagram of Cryocon Artist. Um, I have a YouTube of Cryocon Artist and another for my anime podcasts which i don't remember the name too off the top of my head and i i could technically just look for it but that would boot me off the zoom thing for the fair enough okay all right well you right you can find me on dragon blazer productions on facebook instagram and tiktok and youtube and you can also find me on uh, Twitter at Dragon Blazer Pro. I what is this? Anyways, oh shoot! Sorry about that. I just breathe right into the microphone. I'm trying to look like a rich person. Oh, yeah, didn't work. Anyways. It's Up working perfectly. Sayonara. Mm. That's Japanese for bye bye. Yes, I'm aware. Bye. Yes, bye.
Hey everyone, I'm Steven from many different podcasts like Drunk Like Me, Pro Wrestling Apologist, The Rage and Blaze Show, and of course, That Got Dark. So, please like and subscribe 